0: Hey there! What's going on, listeners? Welcome to another episode of Observe and Report. I'm one of your hosts, Jason Simmons, and sitting across from me, as always, Jack Smith. Hello! (laughs) (laughs) And this is the show, Observe and Report, where we watch things and we tell you how we feel about them. Um yeah, it's almost wrapping up towards the end of the year. Um I've not seen a whole bunch
1: in this episode. I've watched so much. She's
0: watched multitudes.
1: <laughs> I've watched enough for the both of us for a while, Jason. It's not healthy. It's been a little l- It's been like what, a month since I've you? It's been about seen a month
0: you? since we last seen each other. Yeah, oh, yeah. what a month it's been.
1: <laughs> There's stuff I'm gonna leave out.
0: <laughs> it's been a
1: lot of life happening. Mm-hmm.
0: Um and I've not been able to watch a whole bunch, but what I did watch I did take a lot of notes on it, so I want to try to, to describe things in detail and give you my full emotions on how I feel about them. Cool. Yes. But since you have a lot on your plate, you want to go first?
1: Sure. All
0: right. What do you got?
1: Um, I was very excited to discover a Pedro Pascal work that I hadn't seen before. <laughs> <laughs> Anything to watch my handsome man. Um, it's called Prospect. Oh,
0: I've seen 30 minutes of this. <laughs> Not to say that I didn't want to see more, but it was just like 2 a.m. and I fell asleep. It's, oh, not, it's yes. not his fault. It's mine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so I won't say too much. Um, it's basically like, um, up on, it's in set in the future. I don't think they say what year. Um, but like, we've been going to other planets for a while. Like the spaceship they're in, I would describe as, instead of, um, you know, how a lot of stuff is like, when you see it in the future, portrayed in film... And T V it's very shiny and new. It's
0: clean, pristine.
1: Yes. This is like an old Q chain with like the yellowy seats and mm. stuff. You know? It's kinda of, it's been uh, beat up a little bit. Um and it has um Jay Duplass and this young actress Sophie Thacker. Um he, they are a father and daughter and they're doing like tell me if you think this is accurate like the sci-fi version of gold mining type of thing
0: essentially yes
1: yes like yes, a yes. futuristic type thing like, there's
0: some rare minerals out there yes. in them planets
1: um and then uh things go awry and so yeah and she's kind of just trying to make her way vanessa carlton
0: <laughs> make her way to this planet <laughs> <laughs> digging <it> for plutonium <laughs>
1: <laughs> I um, hope you get some emodium. <laughs> <laughs> um, and at first I was like, because they're in spacesuit things, I was like, Pedro Pascal, better take off that helmet so I can gaze upon that beautiful face. I'm gonna be real upset if they're in helmets this whole time. But luckily, they get to take them off. Um, and I enjoyed it. It looked really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked everyone in it. Um, I will say it looked, it kind of felt like um, it was, it should have been just part of a bigger film. Like it felt like, like a middle chunk kind of of a movie. I would have liked Mm, to have seen more. I can see that.
0: It feels very much as when it starts. Like you're already in the middle of something yeah like um we didn't get the preamble as to why they're doing this per se Mm -hmm. um or what what the the... rest
1: of the world kind of there's not world building so much as you're just kind of this isolated situation yeah is
0: what matters the most as opposed to like this world and why we're here right yeah
1: um so i would have actually i would have liked to have seen this as like kind of a series Mm -hmm. so that they could show a little bit more um and because it looked really cool um, I liked everyone involved in it.
0: Like, it's hard sci-fi, too. It's like yeah. the, the physics matter. And, like, it's not mm-hmm. just like, oh, we're going to, like, make up the things in between. It's like, no, like, you need air on Alien Worlds. <laughs> <laughs> like, you need that. <laughs> um, from what I remember looking at the trailer and, like, really wanting to see this because mm. it looked extremely tense. And, like, yeah. it looked very grounded in reality although it's like a Mm -hmm. science fiction story totally um and just remember from watching the first 30 45 minutes of it just feeling like oh man this is very intense but my body can't keep up (laughs) mostly but um it it looked did you feel in your full watching of it like that it maintained that tension throughout yes okay
1: um yeah totally i uh it was just a very a small little small little sci-fi chunk that mm-hmm. I uh, enjoyed and it really scratched the itch that I, of both Pedro Pascal and sci-fi that I enjoyed. And I'm glad. like It, it is a sci-fi movie that wasn't like big and like sh-
0: lasers and like a space epic. It's just yeah, like, no. nope, you serve some minor. It's like, a, it's a weird western yes, almost it's in space. Yes,
1: 100% because it, it could have It's not anything groundbreaking. It's just a story that's been told about, you know, a girl going out with her father to the West and then things happen and she has to survive with the various people who are out there. For sure. It's just, it's just a, you know, well told, but also well-worn story, but in space. I feel
0: like Mark Duplass wrote this and Jake Duplass was like, what if it was in space? (laughs) Me! (laughs) Although I don't know if either of them wrote it at all. No idea.
2: (laughs)
1: But it was fun. Okay. I would recommend it if uh, for sci-fi people. And I kind of wish they had... Um, Netflix had done a little bit more to um, market it. Because I didn't know about it until I happened to just stumble on it. And I haven't seen anything about it since.
0: That's the thing. I don't think it's a Netflix original. I do believe that's one oh. of the... In a rare turn like it's something that netflix just licensed netflix loves (laughs) to just slap
1: a netflix original sticker on things so that's surprising Like,
0: is it from europe is it coming here well a netflix original (laughs) (laughs) like that's right we did has anyone
1: heard of this before no it's ours
0: yeah pretty much they they love to pull that that trick totes okay um oh uh speaking of netflix one thing Mm -hmm. that i watched i was on there uh sarah cooper everything's fine um, starring Sarah Cooper, who no one's heard of before <laughs> in a thing. Uh, she hasn't really done much before on screen. Uh, she's a writer, uh, known for like writing a few, uh, comedy books. Hmm. Um, but she has a special on Netflix. That's about like 45 minutes long, I believe. Um, but starring like Fred Armisen, Maya Rudolph, Whoopi Goldberg, Helen Mirren, uh, Winona Ryder, Aubrey Plaza, Ben Stiller, Marissa Tomei, a lot of people Jesus. gather together <laughs> yeah. to make this thing happen. I believe it's directed by, uh, yeah, directed by Natasha Leone. Oh, like, awesome. It's a lot of folks in this very absurdist comedy. Um, and the, like the main premise is Sarah Cooper plays a news anchor that is uh, just on the brink of like having a nervous breakdown. Oh no. Um, it's like, net, it's like a network um, that film from the 1970s, but funny. <laughs> um, it's about this this uh yeah essentially it's, it's taking place during the pandemic during mm-hmm. the 2020 election cycle oh boy. and it's just a news anchor that keeps having to go on air and like saying like everything's cool guys everything is just fine i'm doing fine you're doing fine and just, you just see her slowly lose her mind gotcha. in these like 45 minute span in this 45 minute uh short it was not even short yeah it's a, it's a long a 45 minute um oh, special okay. um yeah um, it's sketch based, like a little jump back and forth between characters. Like, um, all those names that I mentioned play like cameos. Um, they do a bunch of like uh, lip sync reenactments. Um, <laughs> like, they take the uh, audio from. You know uh, Trump when he was on that bus on the bus with Billy
1: Bush. Oh yes.
0: And Helen Mirren plays Billy Bush, and <laughs> Sarah Cooper plays Trump, and
1: interesting Jonathan
0: Van Ness makes a cameo Love as it. the the woman in subject uh, that is as the subject. Nancy subject yes. yes, Um Yes, and Sarah Cooper plays Trump, and like you know it's they they play that all
1: gotcha. for laughs. Okay.
0: Um, but it's it's weird and it's it's funny. Okay. Um, it's definitely like offbeat and it's probably buried at the bottom of what, whatever your Netflix queue is right now because that's how Netflix works. <laughs> um, but worth checking out, I would say. I think there are some, some funny people in it and some good minds behind it. Cool. Yeah.
1: Um, I will talk about both of these things because it has the same actress in it. Um, I watched Moonrise Kingdom. Okay. And then I watched this show, nope, movie on Hulu uh, called To the Stars. All right. So... I I love East
0: Moonrise Kingdom, so please.
1: Interesting. Mm -hmm. So I don't really have, well, I guess I do. Uh, Wes Anderson stuff, I love the aesthetics of it. They're beautiful. I love all the actors. I tend not to like the movies. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why. I wish I did. Mm -hmm. But I was like, um, I I like Edward Norton as an actor. And uh, the cast is so cool that I was like, you know what? i should give this a try because i think i had tried it ages ago um i realized that um i was like oh i really like the parts with the adults (laughs) 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 parts of the kids uh we know my track record record with children Mm -hmm. but it's mainly
0: focused on children yeah
1: (laughs) but um it was particularly with the adult actors like it was fun to see Bruce Willis as just kind of, like, a nerdy dude.
0: Like, hey, this is Bruce Willis caring. This is anti-Die Hard. Like, this is a guy yeah. that,
1: like, hey, look at, look at this actor. Yeah. Look <laughs>
0: this actor acting.
1: Um, Tilda Swinton steals every scene that she's in because she's amazing. Um, and it was generally cute. The only thing that made me uncomfortable was when watching, like, two, like... I don't know how old they were at the time, 13, 14. Like, I think he like touches her, like the little kid, like touches her boob. And I was like, this makes me uncomfortable. You're both Mm -hmm. children. Um, so minus that weirdness, um, it was fine. I enjoyed it enough. Um, but I realized that, um, the girl in it, Kara Hayward, uh, she was a child in Moonrise Kingdom. And then she's like a teenager in this movie that I watched called to the stars on Hulu. um, where it's based in um, uh, 1960s Oklahoma, which is uh, not a bastion of progression in America. I
0: can't imagine a fun place.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, and so basically she's very shy and awkward. Um, our our guy, Shea Wiggum, plays her dad. Shea Shea. <laughs> um, and then this new girl comes into town... And she's got some sass and some balls. And Tony Hale actually plays her dad. Huh. Which was a, interesting. In a
0: serious role?
1: In a very serious, like, pretty much abusive father kind of role. Not that you so see that weird. much, but yeah, it was uh, odd. And he was great.
0: He's not a plastic fork.
2: Interesting. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um. And it was predictable, but sweet. And it's basically how this new girl kind of, how they're. It's about their friendship and coming of age and et cetera.
0: Was it a Hulu original movie or?
1: Boo, I have no idea. Okay.
0: Fair enough. Was it made this year or was it like a few years ago?
1: Uh, It was within the last couple of years, if not recent.
0: Okay. Yeah. just, just sounds such an interesting premise, like basic, but also pretty interesting.
1: Yeah. I, I liked all of the, um, performances. I liked all the actors. Um, okay
0: okay um and taking a wild shift uh you know i love me some anime um (laughs) how it's uh yeah it's december 2020 and a new season of attack on titan has uh, premiered oh and it's the last season last season of the show how Um, many
1: seasons have are there
0: this is the fourth and final okay um over the course of seven years wow. <laughs> they've only had four seasons um how
1: many episodes per season though
0: uh it varies sometimes it's like we got 23 we got 10 sorry guys oh, interesting. uh we got 13 <laughs> like it's uh it's all over the place kind of but uh in total so far they've had 60 episodes okay. um the first episode of this season they, they changed uh animation houses like the production uh house and it shows not to say that the previous animation was bad it's mm-hmm. great this is like, oh, you are showing off. Like, oh. we got the contract, and we are going full steam. It looks fantastic. That's cool. um The show in general is able to do this great thing where it acts like a telescope. Like, we start uh in a very small area. We're looking at, like, just, you know, a few characters at a time. And then the next season, we pull out. We see a bit more of the world and how the world works. Oh, I
1: like that. Okay. And we
0: introduce new characters. We pull out again, and we show new characters and more of how the world works. Oh, wow. And... Every time you thought you knew something, it gets flipped on its head in a good way. And it's just enjoyable and engaging. Uh, A quick rundown of the plot is, yes, um, humanity believes that there are its last survivors locked inside of this walled city. Mm -hmm. And outside of these walls are these mindless, 40-foot towering beasts called Titans, which look like humans. However, they are completely mindless. Uh, And seemingly, uh, they have no master no control okay but as you pull out and pull out pull out we see more of the machinations of the world and why things are the way they
1: are Ooh, interesting
0: um yeah I, I mean at at one point i had like dismissed the show i was like oh like the first season was great the second season well they obviously lost their steam they don't know what's going on interesting. but in the third season they're like all right so the second season was slow because of this guys all right <laughs> fucking back off We were, you know what we're doing we're fucking building all right so it's called it's called plap. It's called <laughs> storytelling. And I was like, all right, I want to back off. I want to back off and let you do your thing and the judgment shall be reserved at the end because you, you came through in the so third season. I,
1: it's clear to you that they always had kind of a plan in oh, place. Oh yeah. That's like nice. there was a plan. They're anti-lost. Anti-lost 100%. <laughs>
0: nice. They've got string connected to push pins Oof. like they, they know what the fuck they're doing. Beautiful minding
1: all over the place. Oh,
0: absolutely. It's like respect to planning (laughs) Mm. to you guys on this one um nice so yeah it just started um about like four or five days ago and i'm excited to see how this all plays out
1: so because it's pulling back and pulling back Mm -hmm. If it introduced, you know, five main characters in season one, are you still seeing those by season yes. four? Okay. By
0: season four, you are seeing them, but they they, pull, they did a little trick, you see, a little, mm. little twisty, you mm. see? Um, because at the start of the season, it's like, we're not showing you any of those characters you like. Here's a bunch of new people on the whole other side of this conflict. Like, mm.
1: these cool. are, like,
0: the main characters of our, quote-unquote, antagonists. Gotcha. And they did a, they've, they're doing a fantastic job of saying, like, what is a protagonist? What's an antagonist? Like this is at the end of the day, a, a war mm-hmm. who is right on either side. Mm. And they're doing a, a great job of uh, blurring those lines and really, and also setting it against like a backdrop of war. Like, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
1: Um. How do you watch it?
0: Uh, there are a couple different ways. It, it does. So they had a contract with Hulu where it would come out day and date. Like okay. the day this premieres in Japan, it will premiere on Hulu with subtitles. Um I don't know if that's still in play or still being honored or in the weird way that streaming works now, but I watch it on uh, Crunchyroll. Um which is an anime only service. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um but yeah, I think they they I hope they still have that deal with Hulu. That'd be cool. Okay. Yeah.
1: Cuz yeah, it sounds good. I would like to watch
0: it. Um seasons 1 through 3 are available now streaming on Hulu.
1: Oh shit. Yeah.
0: Um both dubbed and subbed, so
1: <laughs> take your pick. <laughs> awesome um so i watched um this movie the dead don't die
0: oh yes um that is something that i have also seen at some point
1: hey all right um so the cast is bonkers Mm -hmm. you got your bill murray adam driver mm -mm. um (laughs) steve buscemi danny glover rosie perez carol kane tom waits iggy pop And my guy RZA, who keeps popping up, and who every time I'm just like, hello, handsome fella, you look familiar. And then I realize who he is. I'm just like, ah, music. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, and Tilda Swinton, Chloe Seveny, Selena Gomez, like a real. It's a big, bad cast. And then bad isn't good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So. Uh, what did you generally think of it?
0: I enjoyed it. I, 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 it's like slow moving and weird, but that's Jim Jarmusch. Like he's a weird dude. Mm-hmm. Um, if he's going to give you a samurai movie, guess what? It's set in like Jersey City in the year two thousand, starring Forest Whitaker as like you know a samurai. If he's going to give you a zombie movie, it's going to start Bill Murray and like be set in a small town uh, with Tilda Swinton as like. A uh, samurai sword wielding uh, coroner. <laughs> like it's gonna be weird and offbeat, mm-hmm. but that's kind of the appeal of it for me. Like, and I love how. I loved how tongue-in-cheek it was and how like fourth wall breaky it could be sometimes. Yeah. Like the RZA, he's a UPS uh, salesman, UPS delivery person, but he works for Wu PS. I saw that. As in the Wu-Tang Clan, like, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Um,
1: I saw him was like, that must be a music thing. (laughs) (laughs) And then I just let it go.
0: (laughs) Or like um, Adam Driver's in the car with Bill Murray and like Bill Murray's like, we never heard that song before. Mm -hmm. And Adam Driver's like, oh, it's a theme song. You know to the movie <laughs> like
1: okay that's this is weird but I,
0: I like it i don't know
1: um i generally thought it was okay but mm-hmm. i was just at the end of it i was like oh, what are you trying to say jim fair totally and fair. then i googled that and i was like maybe i'm just dumb and i'm not getting it and then i googled it and pretty much everyone else was like i don't know what this guy's trying to say and i was <laughs> like ah, i'm not alone great <laughs> like yeah I'm, I'm okay with that it was generally entertaining um i my love of how people look in uniforms extends so far as to include chloe 70 i was like i find her so attractive (laughs) with her little glasses and her hair up and her little uniform i was like you are adorable it worked for her very well it jason it did
0: like if you told me that bill murray was like when he's not acting as a small town sheriff i was like i could believe that it seems about right
1: (laughs) um this is also it occurred to me while watching this um and after because i think i watched it after we're watching moonrise kingdom also with tilda swinton and i was just like she had no choice but to become an actress (laughs) she could not be an accountant like that like With her very unique look, her cool-ass name. Yeah. I'm assuming her name is Matilda, and she just goes by Tilda.
0: Probably, yeah.
1: Because, of course you had to. (laughs) Because you're you. I don't know. I just find her so interesting and enjoyable to watch, no matter literally what she's in.
0: I think she's, like, legitimately from some kind of British nobility or something like that. What? Like, I'm not sure what her lineage in that sense is, but I remember reading that somewhere. But, yeah, like, she kinda of just had either, hey, you wanna be a model or an actor because yeah. you got that's it. <laughs> like, those are your two choices. Those are your choices. Um and yeah, like it's it's well it's funny and interesting how well all those actors worked together mm. in this movie. Because like it feels like everyone's being pulled from like different very different places to very different walks. Like, yeah, Selena Gomez is interacting just fine with like a Bill Murray. Like this is this is all blending together very well. Um it it feels like a, a A movie that was made very quickly, but at the same time I don't I don't know. It feels the cast got it feels like everyone learned something from each other (laughs) cast wise. See that? But yeah, I don't know. It was it was enjoyable. Nice. Uh
1: what else you got?
0: What else do I have? Uh oh, um, I watched Seduced, um, which is the other Nexium documentary. Uh on cable. This is Stars' version of the Nexium story. Um it's shortened to the damn point. Like nice. they, they just get to it. It's four it's four episodes long. Perfect. About an hour each. Love it. Um it focuses more like on Indy Oxenberg and the Oxenberg family and mm-hmm. all that stuff. But when it's not focused on that, they're clearly and directly telling you this is these are the crimes that he did. Thank as you. opposed to yes. like, well, this is how he felt about it. Like, we don't care about your feelings. I don't. This is what happened. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it gives a bit more of an explicit picture. Like, oh, this guy. Yeah. I see why he's locked up for like, you know, forever and a day. Mm-hmm. Like, because, yeah, it, it, it paints him as even more of a dweeb. And even more (laughs) of like a predator, even more of like a con man. You
1: know, now that you say that, when I think about it, like, yeah, the, um, the vow really doesn't, if I just watched that alone, um, like clearly he's a wackadoo, but based on that documentary alone, I don't see how and it's not that i disagree with it but i don't see how legally they could have prosecuted him for Mm -hmm. actual crimes because it's focusing a like you said on those people's feelings but also it it's kind of more about the people around him kind of than it is actually him yes and like clearly he's horrifying but i yeah they just don't get to the point
0: yes and this one cuts out a lot of the, the, the fat a lot it. of the chuffa and just gets to it like this is what he did we we his motives for doing it who knows mm. this is what he did this is how it impacted people and this is why he's going to jail and it's like great that is all I wanted not 10 episodes of like scarves in water <laughs> <laughs> like... that is so
2: much of it is scarves in water I'm just like Jesus guys <laughs>
1: oh okay cool so, you're the yeah. second person in a couple of days um Rachel our mutual friend hi Rachel mm-hmm. um, she also recently um, told me that it was good so and she had also watched The Bows she knows so. what's up Yeah. <laughs> right. um nice I will definitely well I mean I don't have stars cause like why would I I I but... get
0: it you know I get it <laughs> uh you know the the, 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 the the Sean is not on the star <laughs> but uh it's got some gems every now and then your powers your 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 this sort of you know it's it's got some
1: things okay <laughs> um i watched a movie that we discussed uh after the last time we recorded mm-hmm. and we both me sheepishly and you uh with more confidence uh were like i enjoyed that movie the league of extraordinary gentlemen <laughs> <laughs> we're coming out all right <laughs> we're telling you how we feel we both like it i do it's i it's fun <laughs> like yeah it's just a fun romp
0: like this is what action movies looked like in 2003 like it yes very much you. of the
1: time and like it's too bad like if they had just waited to make it like now people would technology a more yeah and technology is like um has caught up with kind of what they wanted to do mm-hmm. then um, cause it's got a crazy cast. It's got Sean Connery.
0: in like his last physical role mm-hmm. on screen.
1: Um, as Alan Quartermain. Uh, let me see if I, oh, I can never read my own handwriting. It's real bad. <laughs> uh, Nasiruddin Shah as Captain Nemo. And I found him very attractive. He Again, was like the
0: coolest dude. He's super cool. Movie.
1: He's got that uniform. As we established, I'm a fan. Um, Peter Wilson as Mina Harker. Oh, yeah. She was a person. Yep. Tony Curran as Rodney Skinner. Stuart Townsend, very handsome, as Dorian Gray. Mm. Shane West mm. as Tom Sawyer. Was Shane West? Hmm? That
0: was Shane West. It wow. was,
1: with a weird wig. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't know why they gave him this wig. It's doing nothing for his beautiful face. And like, it's just like there's no reason for him to have to have that hair Mm -hmm. they could have just given him a normal haircut um and then jason fleming as dr jekyll slash mr hyde which in terms of extraordinary people it's a weird little group it is but it's fun like here are these public
0: domain british characters yep Yep. they're all putting together in one thing
1: um and basically it's kind of like a bond film but with a group of people in that the plot is just like uh someone's trying to start uh world war three and there's an arms race and whatever Mm -hmm. it really doesn't matter you're just running around town um and uh it basically kind of looks like guy Ritchie's sherlock holmes movies a little bit but like Mm. way cornier And uh, without all the money,
0: (laughs) (laughs) they had two thousand three money, and that was the best they could do.
1: They had two thousand three British money. (laughs) Um, so it was corny, but it was still fun. And I don't know why it gets the hate that it gets. Like, it was perfectly fine. Like, it's not. It it is exactly what you think it's going to be. Because I think when I looked on Rotten Tomatoes, it got a very low rating. And I want to be like, guys, this should be at least like 39%.
0: (laughs) I can tell you (laughs) one quadrant of the hate. And that's from like angry comic book fans. Like, this
1: doesn't reflect Alan
0: Moore's (laughs) vision. Like, okay, he hates it too. He hates everything he ever made. Like, (laughs) you can't really put a lot of faith in what he hates because when it's everything, what is actually worth watching at that point or reading? Like yeah, I, I I dismiss that group of people like uh this is a think a little bit more fun than the comic books anyway. Oh, gotcha. So back
2: off.
1: But yeah, it's uh if you're looking just for kind of a silly action movie but with weird characters, it's gonna you know, scratch that. Uh, itch. It's
0: fine, like hey, turn your brain off for <laughs> an hour yeah. and forty minutes and watch Sean Connery punch dudes in the face. Totes. <laughs> Um what else have I got going on here? Oh, uh I watched The Trial of the Chicago 7 on Netflix. Oh, how is it? Uh it's quite good. It is it is really engaging. Um written and directed by Aaron Sorkin. Uh it's his take on the actual historical events. Uh that feel really relevant now mm-hmm. more than ever mm-hmm. um uh, the, you know the the basic story of it being uh, the leaders of seven different activist groups uh are, well not seven different activist groups uh seven of the leaders of various different activist groups mm-hmm. are put on trial for like inciting a riot at the uh, democratic national convention okay um, and i forget the exact year but uh to protest the vietnam war essentially
1: gotcha
0: um and so
1: presumably late 60s
0: late late 60s early, early 70s. 70s and they're like put on trial essentially as scapegoats to be made an example of mm-hmm. like we will not stand for dissent against this war uh, or against the government in the united states like in like weirdly like fascist turn mm. and these seven leaders these, these men like stand up to defend themselves um and it just shows you the trial process and you know the the real life events that occurred and like you know the struggles that they went through to like defend themselves Mm -hmm. um one of like the 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 best performances in it uh comes from uh frank frank langella
2: who plays
0: like a a racist idiotic uh, but this evil judge yeah. And he is amazing At playing bad guys He is Like from Nixon to Skeletor Like <laughs> <laughs> He is damn near unmatched In, mm. in the realm um,
1: he And he's was, very intimidating He has a presence that is just like Oh I don't want to make grandpa mad absolutely. He's very scary
0: But like he was just someone that you just had to direct your hate at On mm. screen It's like you are the conduit for this mm. um, I
1: haven't seen him in anything in a long time
0: It's been a bit of time um, but uh, Him aside uh, Eddie Redmayne This is probably my favorite role of his Oh nice um, He just plays a guy That's like very principled Very capable But just like Ultimately like human Like yeah. you can't do everything And like There are other people That are better at this than you um, Like Sasha Baron Cohen uh, Is in this And it's just like I watched this end Like uh, Borat 2 And like the <laughs> same The same day Amazing And it's just a very uh <laughs> what a polarizing uh <laughs> turn <laughs> how
1: how was he in the dramatic role uh
0: very good nice. very good um uh, he's extremely charismatic mm. um i forget the character that he plays uh, the real person he played the name mm. but like you can see why this guy is like the mouthpiece of this group to, gotcha. like de facto almost gotcha. um but yeah it was uh some surprises i'm seeing like joseph gordon levitt Uh, show up Jogo it's been I don't know I feel like it's been a while since I've seen him like in anything but Mm. him as the antagonist is like oh that's a different role for you
1: I didn't know that he he
0: plays the prosecutor um the federal prosecutor putting them on trial and it's interesting the characterization of it I'm sure this wasn't like you know the reality but like they characterize the guy in in a way of like I don't want to do this like I'm very good at my job and I'll do my job Mm. but like these guys are not guilty of anything it's like his internal feeling that he has yeah. and the conflict that plays throughout him um and there's uh, a very good not good scene but a great performance overall by the character that plays uh, the guy that plays the character of fred hampton like the leader of the, of the black panthers mm-hmm. and how he how his portrayal and how his uh struggles in the trial are very different from the rest of the gotcha. others because yeah. he is the only black man mm-hmm. in this group
1: who is the actor who plays him
0: uh i gosh i think it's yaha, yaha abdul mateen but i gotta confirm that
1: i definitely know that name and i've seen him in something
0: uh black manta and aquaman but i don't think oh, that's okay. him oh <laughs> um i'm gonna confirm that for you in like one second but overall i really uh enjoyed it i i liked it a whole bunch mm. um it's pro- again probably at the bottom of everyone's netflix feed right now because that's how the algorithm works um I, I
1: definitely saw plenty of netflix tried to get me to watch it a bunch they were like you know you like handsome men we got this for you <laughs> um
0: yes it is yaha abdul uh, mateen and he's playing bobby seal not Fred Hammond. excuse me Mm. Um well
1: you know I like him. <laughs> so this is a real draw for me, Jason. Yeah. Okay. Nice.
0: What else uh you been checking out there? What
1: else I got? What else I got? Um I watched the New Mutants.
0: Oh really? How? When? Through what through what means did you watch? It? <laughs> did you did you pay money for this? I might have. Oh no. No.
1: <laughs> no. I don't remember. It was a while ago. Oh, jeez. We, we could have stolen this.
0: Oh. It's not worth money. <laughs> yeah, no, it on. turns out I'm, it wasn't. I'm super curious to hear about So you watched it, too? I didn't, but I just because oh. this movie has been steeped in just mystery for me for four years. When it was supposed to come out four years ago. <laughs> but
2: please tell so, me. So
1: it starts off with a Native American saying. Mm-hmm. Which is never a good sign when, like, the movies, like, starts off by just telling you what the theme is going to be. <laughs> Which I don't remember what it is anymore. <laughs> but, um, basically, again, it's about young people. So I immediately was like, ugh.
2: I'm checking. <laughs>
1: and you're there because you want to see people with superpowers. And you basically, for like, they're here and there. But mostly, they appear at the very end, so you just watched at least an hour, if not more, of just teenagers sitting around chatting, and it's all in the same like they're in this so it's about these young people who have mutant powers, but they're all in this one health facility with this one woman who's trying to take care of them and uh under the guise of p- helping them um control their power so that they can go to Professor X's Academy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think there's like five of them, including Maisie Williams, um, Anya, Taylor Joy, who's in like everything. Yeah. Um, And you basically just watch a bunch of teenagers be teenagers for like an hour, hour and a half. And then finally in like the last... 20 minutes is when all the powers come out Mm -hmm. and you're like where's this been (laughs) this would have been cool to have seen for the last hour also (laughs) um especially because uh anya taylor joy's powers are so fucking cool and like i it was i don't want to i mean do you know the story of it all do you know everything that happens already or i don't know everything
0: that happens but i mean i super also don't care but also, I'm curious to see what happens. But yeah, tell me. I don't care. So we're going to spoil I, the New Eatons, everybody. Sorry. <laughs> no, we're going to watch it anyway.
1: Um, I mean, um, the main girl's ability is to make everyone's worst fears come true mm-hmm. um, when they go to sleep. Um, so that's very interesting. And that's like a cool thing. Um, and she doesn't realize that she's doing it. And Anya Taylor Joy's character is kind of antagonistic and stuff, but um, this whole time she carries around this little dragon puppet, and you're and she talks to it, and you're just like, "This is a weirdo over here, what is her deal?" But then, um, and she has this cool th- like arm thing that she can make it her arm turn into like a sword, mm-hmm. and so finally at the end. The main girl's uh, fear is um, this giant bear. And this bear is like, it comes to life and it's the size of a fucking building. And it's, you know, vicious and trying to kill all of them. Mm -hmm. And so Anya Taylor-Joy's character, she goes into like, she kind of creates another dimension type thing. I don't quite know, but like she has her sword arm and she can battle and fight and she's awesome. And the little puppet becomes a real little dragon and it's so cute and so she's fighting the fucking bear this other guy has like flamey powers and stuff basically the last 20 minutes is a big fight scene and it's fun Mm -hmm. but you have to slog through the rest of it to get to it
0: Jeez, as you're describing this this feels like really ill portrayed of these characters that yeah like everything as you described it there like they introduced the character of like lockheed who's a tiny dragon
1: lockheed yeah
0: and man that feels there could have been better ways to do that
1: (laughs) because a lot of the characters have really cool powers and like there's some like uh really it should have been about Anya Taylor Joy's character more because her character's backstory like I want to know more about this because she's taken care of by some weirdos and then they come to life and you're like what the fuck Mm -hmm. it's very scary um so it's a little bit horror movie-esque because
0: um, that was the whole thing of this like hey yeah. we're combining like a superhero genre with like you know horror and blending into one that's cool not mashup. what it was what it
1: was <laughs> was a bunch of teenagers sitting around mm-hmm. and then like a tiny bit of horror and then just a superhero movie at the end mm. um which that's was false advertising jason um, so really, I just want the Anya Taylor Joy movie where you show where she came from, and then just show her using her powers a bunch because they're super fucking cool.
0: This is a sad... and also
1: explain what her powers are because it's kind of weird and difficult to determine.
0: And that's true of her powers in general in the books. Like oh, okay. she can have like a metal arm, and she has a sword, mm-hmm. and also she can open rifts to like dimensions. Mm-hmm. Magic is her name in the in the comics, and she's oh. Colossus's sister. Um. It's it's sad that this is the end of like Fox's uh X-Men franchise essentially. Yeah. Like it was already sad that Dark Phoenix was the end, but it's even more <laughs> sad that this is the actual end. Mm-hmm. It just feels like I don't know, you guys could have went out went out on top with Logan, and that they, would have been it. Yeah. Like God, what a way to end yeah. a franchise. But you just had to claw at the money, didn't you? And
1: it's made even made that much worse in that. Because so they are all contained within this um, facility and there's like this big bubble over um, the campus, if you will. So like those characters can't leave. So you as the audience are also stuck in this place. Like it's the same characters, the same, you know, six people Mm -hmm. in the same setting doing a lot of talking. And, and then we get a little bit of their backstory, and so you're just like, "Ah."
0: That's so disappointing, because like, <laughs> almost every X-Men movie or anything related to X-Men is like, we're getting on planes, we're jumping from this thing to that thing, we're, we're nope. driving trucks, like we're going all over the place. Oh, they go up
1: to the clock tower.
0: <laughs> you know that clock tower, the, that classic thing that's in so many X-Men related things. Yeah. So oh, that's... It's exactly what I expected. I can't even say disappointed. Like, nope, this is about what I thought it was going to be. I'm (laughs) pointed. I am absolutely pointed. Like, (laughs) this seems about right. Okay. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What else did I take a look at? Oh, um, I watched Borat 2. I don't know. There's not much to say. Like, it's it's funny. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, watching it made me realize like, man, that first movie is dated. And... Like I don't know, I'm I'm just older, so a lot of the humor doesn't like hit for me in the right. same way. Is and this has a lot of that same humor. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, this is this is funny, but like this isn't going to like you know crack the world open like become right. like something that's highly quoted for years and years to come. The first Borat was, um, it's yeah. The the basis plot of the movie is uh, Borat is released from prison in his home country uh, and is asked to deliver a gift to uh, Mike Pence uh, to show fealty to America.
1: Oh, boy. Yeah.
0: Um, but the real story becomes him connecting with his daughter throughout the movie. Oh,
2: okay.
0: And, yeah, Maria uh, Bakalova plays uh, Borat's daughter. Okay. And what's amazing, really, is her ability to, like, keep up with t- Sasha Baron Cohen and his nonsense. Mm. Like, to, like, engage with, like, you know, how actual old, people. How old is She's she? She's, like, 24.
1: Okay. I was like, picturing an eight-year-old. So was... Oh, no, no, no. no. Okay. <laughs> um,
0: like, yeah, just her ability, like, to be as willing to go as far as he is and Mm -hmm. like that's pretty damn impressive yeah um especially for someone that like you know hasn't made an english language film before Mm. and it's like good on you (laughs) for like being uh, talented and like a sport at this um yeah i don't know i feel like everyone's seen what they need to see for this movie in the news but if you got amazon prime uh, it's there it's it's available to you watch it if you have like an hour and 20 minutes um yeah that's that's all I gotta say about it <laughs> <laughs> Okay
1: um, So I Watched um, Super Intelligence
0: Oh with Melissa McCarthy and yes. Bobby Cannavale yes. I've see I was Watching this a bit On and off as but go on I'm sorry
1: Um You did not miss anything Basically Fair. the funniest Parts are in the trailer which is always kind of a Bummer mm-hmm. like it was Fine um, I find that I'm often kind of I love Melissa McCarthy. I think she's so talented. She's so funny. Whenever she's on SNL, she fucking kills it because she yeah reminds me of Will Ferrell in that they commit. They mm-hmm. commit one hundred percent, and it's amazing. Yes. Um. But whenever she is in a role where she has to play a normal person, it is not. Those, that's not her strength, and I feel like um, that's kind of what happened, I feel like, with Bridesmaids, in that Kristen Wiig, she's good at kind of playing...
0: The everywoman kind of.
1: See, I find her boring playing the everywoman. Mm-hmm. So, that's why Melissa McCarthy stuck out so much in that movie, because she got to be a weirdo, mm-hmm. and that's what her strength is. And so, in this, she's playing an everywoman, and that's kind of boring. Um, so, I wrote... <laughs> Bobby kind of mm, -mm, I'm loving it (laughs) because he looks so good. Um, There were some laughs here and there. It was totally fine. Um, The plot being that she's just kind of the ultimate average person and this uh, super intelligence AI uh, that is deciding whether it wants to destroy the world or not based on its observations of her. Um, it was, and she kind of gets back with an old flame and it's cute or whatever. Really, I just wanted more, um, of Sam Richardson and Ben, I can't remember her husband's last name.
0: I know who you're talking about, yes. Her, Melissa
1: McCarthy's actual husband. Those two together as FBI agents are really funny. Um, so I wanted to see more of them you're not really missing anything if you don't see it i don't know that i would even recommend it really
0: ben falcone yes um
1: yeah i was watching on and off
0: like um i was doing some other things but like looking at it and i was like oh this seems like pretty fun i'm liking the uh the banter and conversations between james gordon who is not james gordon but also is james gordon Mm -hmm. um and melissa mccarthy um and i like those scenes a lot i liked her trying to explain slash defend the super intelligence and Mm -hmm. like, you know, talking like the the CIA and the FBI and, and all of that. But I just felt a little cheated when like, why is there a romantic comedy here in this otherwise like interesting take on like, you know, an end of the world scenario. Mm -hmm. Like it just felt a little, uh, a little shoehorned in and not what was in the
1: trailers to me, sort of. It definitely was not part of the trailer. Um, Yeah. They kind of, Pull a fast one on you, and that her decisions that could be very selfish in terms of her relationship are what the uh, AI kind of base its decisions on. It was fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I
0: from what I saw, I didn't think it was bad.
1: It wasn't bad. It was just okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like yeah, it's yeah, totally fine. I get you know this being a a straight to streaming hbo max I wanted thing it to be funnier yeah agreed like i i wonder i wonder how it would have done in theaters but whatever it's it, it's here now and you can watch it whenever <laughs> on hbo max um another thing i watched was oh i watched uh, midnight in paris from 2011 oh,
1: yeah that's a nice movie
0: um it was it was it was cute i'm not a huge uh i've not seen like a lot of woody allen stuff but mm. like i was like this is this is fun. Um, Yeah, the basic premise is Owen Wilson plays a writer on vacation uh, with his wife and in-laws, who he's kind of having a a bunch of friction with. Uh, He's working on his first book, and he's struggling with it. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, uh, every night he goes back in time to the mid-1920s and gets to hang out with like the luminaries of the time in Paris. Mm -hmm. Like your Ernest Hemingways, your uh, F. Scott Fitzgeralds, and Zelda Fitzgeralds, and all these writers and musicians and whatnot. And it's like, this is... This is cute.
1: It's very whimsical and fun. Yes. Yeah,
0: you get to take a walk through someone else's nostalgia, mm-hmm. and like it's something that they're nostalgic for that they never even experienced. Mm-hmm. And it's like this is this is this is a cool premise that it'd be fun to see applied to other things. I thought, like, you know, it'd be cool to see someone go back to like the nineteen forties and like see what film was like at that time. Uh, who's like making film like now or something like that. Like in the big Hollywood system or something, or uh,
1: uh, I mean, it has to be late forties. Uh,
2: yeah, maybe <laughs> I don't
0: know. But just the idea of someone going back to see something in its heyday, or yeah, getting yeah. to talk to like you know people who are inspirational to them. Totally. Um, I think that could be applied to like a lot of things. I think it's like a good formula. Um, but yeah, I I thought it was good. Um, of course it stars uh Rachel McAdams because she loves a time traveler. This is her <laughs> third movie. <laughs> where she is romantically engaged with a time traveler true about time the time traveler's wife and midnight in paris
1: this one i feel like was an easy day for her though <laughs> you know she got to spend a couple days in paris and that was pretty much just kind of walking around and chatting and that was pretty much it
0: yeah the movie is very lovingly uh showing paris yes throughout it's just like in this city beautiful like yeah yes yes, yes it's, it's beautiful <laughs> no doubt about that um uh, yeah and like it has a great cast like uh, Tom Hiddleston, Allison Pill Michael Sheen, um, Corey Stoll Marion Cotillard um, and
1: I did not recognize um, uh, what's his name Corey
0: Corey still, yeah, as, because uh, he had Hemingway. hair
1: and it threw me off. Yeah, that
0: always throws me off. I was like,
1: "Who's this handsome fellow?" <laughs> oh, Corey. <laughs> uh,
0: I thought he had a really good performance. He as, did great. Uh, Earnest yeah. was pretty pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, overall, it was it was nice. Um, and yeah, I I recommend it. It's on IMDb TV, which if you have Amazon Prime, it's free.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, nice uh, with occasional commercials. okay I was like oh cool all right um but yeah what else what else you
2: got
1: um my favorite thing that I watched um was a movie I think it was on Hulu um Palm Springs oh yeah yeah
0: I've seen Palm Springs
1: I I was in a rom-com kind of mood, which is not a mood that strikes me often. So while it was hot, I had to go for it. Let's ride this way. (laughs) Basically. um, So it's with Andy Samberg and Kristen Milioti um, and J.K. Simmons and June Squibb. Um, And basically uh, Andy Samberg and who plays Niles and then the other woman Kristen who plays Sarah um Sarah's sister is getting married and so the families are there for this wedding and they um get caught her and Andy Sandberg get caught in this time loop and have to live the same day over and over um and I'm also not one for kind of a time loop film
0: a Groundhog Day scenario it got
1: me Jason I was in Mm -hmm. it was really funny it was funnier than I expected um and it doesn't get too heavy into the whole, like, why is there a time loop here? It's just like, suspend your disbelief. There's this thing and it causes you to go in, mm-hmm. back in time? Sure. Great. Um, and it was just really fun and light and sweet. Um, and I really enjoyed it. I would recommend it if someone is into rom-coms.
0: Yes. I really enjoyed it. I, I don't have any issues with it, really. Yeah. Like, I like how it w- was funny and you know got to be a silly comedy but mm-hmm. at the same time when it did like lean on the like why is this time happening like they did try to like really explain it they and got like it to close some it up. science yeah and like but even that lent itself to humor too yes. um as you know when you get back to jk simmons right. kind of it's like huh okay like they just they played for a good joke yeah um i i like seeing JK Simmons and Annie Sandberg act across from each other. Me too. It
1: was great. The
0: last thing I think I saw them in was a uh, I I love you man and like they played off each other really well there and I'm glad they got a chance to like to work together again. Um and yeah, I just like the chemistry between uh Kristen Miliati and uh and Annie Sandberg. I thought great. they work really well off of each other.
1: Totally. Um I think just in this wintry pandemic, it was just I think maybe just like the color palette was nice. And it was so like light and summery Mm. that i was like what is this This (laughs) warm summer rom-com breeze and i just really enjoyed it
0: i think it was one of like the more sought after movies on hulu this year where people were like oh shit palms rings is out like people really did flock to go and and see it on Hulu. it was great yeah um another thing i watched uh was the movie uh waves um yeah waves centers on the ups and downs the trials and tribulations of this upper uh, middle class black family mm-hmm. um and it's very
1: well acted but
0: goddamn, is this a melodramatic movie oh. like the worst things that can happen happen sometimes oh,
1: no. um is this is set in present day it's set in
0: present day okay. It's set in like you know 2018 uh, okay. miami okay um or like a miami suburb and okay. it's like okay this is mainly focusing at first like you know on a, a teenage boy uh who's on the wrestling team extremely popular and then you know it gets very melodramatic like hey his girlfriend gets pregnant how do you deal with oh, that God. like his arm is broken he's like a wrestling star no. like this is like his whole he's about to graduate and like you the, know, yeah this college his trajectory and yeah and, like okay. this potentially ruins that and oh, like no. it's not just his arm is broken He has this thing like you know where he may not be able to ever wrestle again. It's like, well, Jesus Christ, keep heaping it on and heaping oh, it on. His dad so, is overbearing and played by Sterling K. Brown. Throw <gasps> that on oh. there. <laughs> oh,
1: like, I remember, I think, seeing... Yes, I think I remember seeing a trailer for this. Like... Ages ago.
0: And just... Yeah, I will not want to spoil anything, but like, yeah, more
1: things get piled on top of all it this It looks shit. very sad from... The, the trailer was very good, but it was very tense.
0: Yes, and like, we keep asking, Are you ready to cry yet? Are you ready to give me the awards yet? Like, oh, damn, God. like, back off. Um, but that said, like, I think it's very well acted. Mm-hmm. Like, Sterling K. Brown is, like, very good in it, as he's good in damn near everything that he does. Totes. Um, it's very well directed. I forget the, the, the name of the director, but, like, they're taking a lot of chances visually. Like, you know, they're doing mm. cool things with the aspect ratio and the colors and oh. the, 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 soundtrack. It's the soundtrack's really, really good. It's mm. uh Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. So, you know, like mm. social network, Westworld, like all, all this stuff that, you know, they're no, not Westworld, but, um, but yes, you, we all know these guys. Um, and it's a very pretty movie to look at. Mm. Uh, the movie has a, f- not a fun shift, but a shift that (laughs) happens in the middle where we're now focusing on the main character's sister and like, you know, and her uh, situation and the fallout of things that happened earlier in the film. Um, Yeah. It's enjoyable, but just know that you're in for something that is like trying its best, like pull on your emotions.
1: Oh, it's not difficult to do right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what uh platform was it on?
0: I watched it on Showtime uh Ugh. I got a sweet deal back um <laughs> on amazon prime day uh three months of showtime for ninety nine cents so oh. snap that up and it's going I want to cancel it very
2: soon
0: <laughs> 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 I'm getting what I'm getting out of it and that's all gotcha um but yeah that that was waves it's 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 solid
1: okay um i jason so i was with my friend zen we were decorating her christmas tree Mm -hmm. and she was like let's put on a holiday movie i was like great home alone it's currently on hbo i think um And I was watching it in the background as I was decorating, and slowly I stopped being helpful, because I was just watching Home Alone.
0: It's celebrating its 30-year anniversary this year.
1: Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. That just ruined it for me. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. Um, It was, I just sat there and was laughing really fucking hard at it. And Sen was like, you're really enjoying this movie? And I was like, yes, I am. Sen, this is the funniest movie. Have you not seen this? She's like, I have. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, relax. Um, The nostalgia factor and just like, I feel like there's not a lot of, I love a witty, snarky movie, but like that classic, just Pratt, y like Three Stooges type of comedy, like, it got me for some reason and like i was just very much enjoying watching joe pesci get hit in the face with paint cans it
0: it is amazing to me that he does this movie three months after like goodfellas i don't (laughs) know
1: how they got him to do it it just that was when it comes out three months
0: after goodfellas (laughs) rather
1: it's it's it's, insane it's crazy but it freaking holds up it's so fun and His like, fake
0: cursing, your Rassafrasses all day every day. And like it's such a
1: good buildup, and then I think we all love the preparation for war, like preparation for battle montage. Oh, absolutely, it's great. Um, and I can appreciate like the more heartfelt stuff with like the conversation with between Kevin and the old guy about the old guy's son and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, it's just such a great movie and I'm definitely going to make it like I'm going to watch it every year at Christmas because it's hilarious <laughs> Um and just watching two dum-dums get beaten up by irons and whatnot is really fucking funny to me still. Uh,
0: irons and blowtorches torches and Yo. Hot Wheels Ugh. and glass ornaments.
1: It's solid.
0: Like I love the analysis that's been done on the movies time and time again on various aspects of it like the the 16 things that need to happen in order for them to forget their child in order. And if they don't, <laughs> none of this works. Yeah. Like they immediately figure out, okay, he's not here. And like they go through like the visual storytelling telling you this is how it happened oh, like yeah. they do a good job of that they cover their tracks like this is how you lose a child On um, like well
1: the- <laughs> he's up in the attic they're mm-hmm. in two separate vans and you have people counting and so you just yeah. assume one he's in the van and then he, the other people assume he's in the other van
0: he drinks milk and spills it on his ticket and the milk is opaque which covers the ticket name which is why you wouldn't see it like all
1: these things have to happen mm-hmm. if
0: they don't <laughs> they find him like and just great acting on like many on all parts in that movie all like of them. Catherine O'Hara is like fantastic like they get this John
1: Candy yeah, I love John Candy so much
0: like who's just the warmest person yes. imaginable they get this whole Second City TV crew together like you're John Candy to Catherine Harris, like I think Eugene Levy has a cameo in there somewhere like there's a lot of folks in there that are just for, that know each other yes from the Chicago area um and from the, and who are Canadian um but yeah it's a John Hughes written movie and that mm-hmm. dude knows how to write an entertaining movie It was
1: great like
0: yeah. there's been a lot of re-examination of like his works but like I think this is one that definitely like hey this one little you can say against this like this one is solid
1: it's great
0: um but yeah I, I love me a, a home alone it's fantastic I'd
1: recommend it for everyone to watch before Christmas mm-hmm. it's great
0: um what else did i watch oh i watched this uh show on netflix uh, a sketch comedy show called auntie donna's big house big old house of fun
1: i watched the first episode and it was funny uh
0: yes weird absurdist humor Mm -hmm. um it's actually produced by ed helms and i believe scott Scott ackerman has a producer credit on it as well it's very comedy bang bang
1: bangy yeah it's very like it's a very niche humor that Mm -hmm. like much like comedy bang bang. So if you don't find it funny, you don't find it funny at yes. all. And you're just like, What the fuck is this?
0: It's it's about three Australian guys living together in a house and it, it feels like Pee-wee's Playhouse, which was already on drugs, on even more drugs. <laughs> <laughs> like just it's very uh bizarre. Um and it's it's very funny. Like there's some fun cameos. Your, your weird Al shows up at one point, uh Tony Starr from like uh, The Boys shows up as just <laughs> Uh, a stray man <laughs> um which is what they call him um
1: yeah it's it's Shaw is the dishwasher
0: yes the talking dishwasher <laughs> who is their roommate um yeah it's enjoyably weird um and yeah it's just it's a it annoys me that this is probably gonna get a season two and there are other there there should be more sketch comedy on Netflix in That'd general be nice yeah uh, they had uh, the astronomy club which sadly got you know didn't get renewed for a second season. Um, which was also a very good sketch comedy show you can have like two on there or three on there at one time change them out every season i don't know um but yeah i I watched it and i liked it nice yeah
1: um uh, i watched a couple of things that i feel like are real they're real jasons Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna lump them together okay batman returns
0: okay yeah i i enjoy that movie like it's a f- interesting movie that happens around christmas time
1: predator and predator 2
0: oh okay i'm i'm excited i hope you say predator 2 for last because i have many I, yeah. feelings about that
1: movie so batman returns
0: mm-hmm.
1: crazy great cast
0: you had never seen it before
1: no uh no okay all right if i had i was so young that i don't remember mm-hmm. um michelle pfeiffer looks so good it's yes bonkers that how w- dare you look that good in that outfit
0: that movie was a, an awakening for many a boy and girl i'm sure Oof. like just
1: i had a reawakening so <laughs> I know what. damn um it was weird
0: Oh, yeah, super weird. It's a weird-ass movie. (laughs) It was
1: very weird, which Tim Burton directed it, so of course it is.
0: Like, look at Danny DeVito. Like, this this is what we're doing. Okay.
1: But, like, I I enjoy a Tim Burton set. Everything about his movies is very, like, tangible for Mm -hmm. whatever reason, and I really like it. Um, But really, I guess none of, if I really think about it, none of the Batman movies batman's usually the least interesting character it's always just the bad guys who are way more interesting and fun Mm -hmm. because it's nothing against michael keaton but like this is a very uninteresting batman danny devito is bonkers
0: yeah he's eating fish biting noses off of people like, Christopher Walken's here for some reason yep. with a ridiculous wig. His hands are always gloved. Yep. <laughs> like, it's very bizarre. His son who's doing an impression of Christopher Walken.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's so much happening all the time in this film. But, like, Danny DeVito knocked it out of the park being a weirdo
0: play this city like a heart from hell like he's riding in a weird like little uh, buggy Batmobile version of like like the thing you oh, see in, has, outside of like a uh, uh, <laughs> supermarket or something like that. He has
1: um, a duck yep. boat thing rubber where rubber duck the wi- boat the wing comes up <laughs> like <laughs> a Lamborghini yeah. door. Um, I like the gross like um zoo abandoned zoo thing that he lives in. Mm-hmm. It must have smelled terrible with that many penguins around that equals so much fish and penguin shit like that must have been a nightmare. <laughs> i've been i've been to an aquarium around the penguins it smells real bad and there is a wall between us there are things
0: that happen in that movie just character wise i find very funny that involve batman like the opening where he's like sitting in like in his office, Bruce Wayne sitting in his office, and all these mirrors reflect the bat symbol like perfectly onto his face. It's like mm-hmm. so you hired a bunch of handymen to just put up these bat symbols. No one asked a question as to why these are here? Okay, fine. Whatever. And it's also
1: a very large room with like two chairs. Yes. <laughs> and he has to sit in the correct chair.
0: There's, and he's in like the bat boat driving in the stores and like he passes like a penguin with like a, a rocket strapped to its back and You just see Batman, like, do a slight head turn out the window, look forward, and then he does a double take, like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Was that a penguin with a rocket? What am I doing?
1: (laughs) There was some kind of prop costume person who had to make a shit ton of tiny little rocket packs, Mm -hmm. fake rocket packs for penguins.
0: And I'm sure they either question their career choices or like, this is my Magnum (laughs) (laughs) opus.
1: Because <laughs> you would have to find like you're not going to measure every penguin, so you're just going to measure. Them, you <laughs> what know, do you do? Either a <laughs> actually take measurements of every single penguin, or just do like fifty general one size fits all penguin packs that you then have to adjust on each individual penguin. Because they're not all the same size. I
0: think there was like a penguin in that crowd, just like ah, this one doesn't fit. Like it's, it's going to look terrible on my goddamn reel. <laughs> this is chafing. I'm going to get a rash.
1: <laughs> Give me a goddamn fish. Like
0: where's 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 the sag rep? All right, I, I, I got to <laughs> talk to <you>. him.
1: <laughs> where's Peta? <laughs> um, it was that was hilarious and amazing. Um, it was just a a real bonkers little movie.
0: It's so kitsch and hammy it's enjoyable it's very enjoyable to watch
1: really what i've learned is i think i'm a fan of tim burton movies just because i between like this beetlejuice and stuff like i like the the, earlier tim burton yeah i like the look of his movies like they're just i don't know something about them i find very tangible and interesting his style
0: certainly changes like with later movies that he does right. now for sure. But like yes. there was a time where it's like, everything's tangible, touchable, you know,
1: you just, you know how we always go back to how, like in the original Lord of the Rings movies, the orcs and stuff like that real make stuff. It's very like, you can feel how like smelly and gross and slimy yeah. everything is. I feel that way about his movies overall. <laughs> you can just feel how gross mm-hmm. stuff is and it's great. Um, so Predator and Predator 2 mm-hmm. Jason I okay so I didn't really give a shit about either of this mm-hmm. But what I did care about Was shirtless Carl Weathers <laughs> Jason that man Was ripped Let me introduce
0: you to Rocky 1 through 3 <laughs> through beautiful. 4 Beautiful
1: <laughs> But again he was in uniform which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. And then the guys were setting up traps and stuff and then they're in the jungle. So they're sweaty and glistening. That's a lot of
0: sweat happened in this movie.
1: And I was like, I was sitting there watching it with then being like, Oh God, they need to take off their shirts. If they're going to get this done. <laughs> and then the heavens opened up and the next scene, those shirts are off. Jason, I mean, dreams come true is what I'm trying to tell you. Cause he looked really fucking great. It's a movie
0: that made two governors, you know, like it's uh, it's it's got everything, you know.
1: And then to my surprise in Predator 2, like Danny Glover has always looked the same age to me. I fucking
0: love it. <laughs> like, yes, he looks consistently 57. Yes.
1: <laughs> but then he's in his office and he changes his shirt. And I was like, Daniel, he is in excellent shape. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i don't think that's something anyone has ever said about jason,
1: Danny jason jason you go back <laughs> you watch predator 2 in the first 15 minutes they have that man change his shirt in his office and i was taken aback by how excellent like he looks i'm not gonna his body buys and tries look great chest suck <laughs> like i was like daniel it's Anyways, that's really what I took from these movies (laughs) was my consistent objectification of handsome men, Um, and so now when I watch Mandalorian, I'm just like Carl. (laughs) I know you're an older gentleman, but I appreciate you in so many ways. It's just, it was a good time.
0: I. It sounds like it. Um, Not to buy shame Danny Glover, but he is had the most normal average dad bod to me his entire career go back
1: and watch predator 2 jason i'm telling you i love predator 2
0: um it is to me my favorite of the predator series i know i'm wrong but (laughs) (laughs) i know i'm wrong like don't get me wrong but like um yeah i just enjoy it because like danny glover who is like consistently 57 beats up a predator in his own house in front of his whole family yeah and they award him with a prize like hey awesome beating you did of our cousin
1: here's an old gun
0: <laughs> here's an old gun We're gonna go off to space uh you can stay if you want you're totally cool but you, if you want to leave leave now
1: <laughs> good luck with that oxygen thing yeah and like... check out all this fog on the ground yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, so Predator, the first one I had seen part of, but I didn't get through the whole thing. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And, like, it was fine. Uh, Basically, really, what I want is more Predator. And I think, and, like, I like Predator. And I want Predator to be like Godzilla in that I want Predator to become the good guy. Oh, Because I support him. (laughs) And... I think that does happen in some of the Alien versus Predator movies. Yes,
0: the Predators are the good guys.
1: Which is what I want. I, th-
0: I think that's what you're looking for. It is. And you'll find it in those ones.
1: It very much is. Um,
0: and also, yeah. kind of the other two Predator movies. Mm. Predators, uh, there's a. Well, actually, no Predators, there's no good guy moments that happen. They're the bad guys. Okay. But The Predator, yes, there is. A good guy predator, excellent, um, and very uh, witty, bantery uh, dudes and dudettes. Can't wait! because I them. have
1: to watch the whole series now because there's a podcast that's going to be f- doing it, <laughs> so I'm going to be watching all of them. Um, I'm very excited. I like all his gadgetry. I like that he does a little beep boop bops mm-hmm. on his like cool wristband thing, and then it sets off a bomb. I and just... that, despite the fact that it's in a different language. Mm-hmm know it's a bomb it's ticking down we all know that universal like (laughs) i just really like predator as a an animal monster
0: i love that in two they they further established the rules that these things follow excellent and it's like hey like Hey, you're pregnant. I can't kill you. That's not fair. Want to yes. walk away? <laughs> yep.
1: He's like, oh, fine. Like,
0: oh, you don't have a gun? I'm not going to fight you. You're, you're not. A, you're not a threat. Like, listen,
1: there is honor on the battlefield, yeah. with Predator, and I appreciate it.
0: It's the first time they threw into anyone's mind. Like, you know, when he, when Danny Glover goes to their ship and mm. he's going through that very noxious fog, and, <laughs> and he's looking at the trophies. It's like, oh, some skulls here. Like, is that an alien skull? Mm-hmm. And that's like the first time in anywhere ever that they had the idea of like i mean it looks too big but yeah um but no i just thought it was like i just yeah i really like part two because they add more rules to things yes um and i just love that weird crew of like police officers trying to stop him like maria maria conchita alonso ruben blades um stephen baldwin um bill paxton
1: Yo, Bill Paxton being there was amazing I was like is this oh my god he was both in the Alien and Predator he's franchise um, only franchises. guy that's
0: ever been killed by a Terminator an Alien and a Predator amazing <laughs>
1: um, his character is so annoying
0: the costumes are crazy in this movie
1: there's some big <laughs> pants so many big pants
0: everyone's wearing a zoot suit yeah <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is like wearing like mustard or purple. Yep, oh. There's a lot of mustard. A
1: lot <laughs> of mustard. Um, it was, I mean, I haven't seen a lot of older movies, I guess. Mm-hmm. But like um, that f- when <laughs> Predator goes on the train, it's just like, oh shit. Like this is a like confined space. Like the lights are going on and off. Mm-hmm. Like this is really fucking scary. Like that was cool. I mean, it was dumb, oh yeah. But I, re- I really perked up at the end when they were on the spaceship because I was like, "This is not what I expected to happen." Mm-hmm. And then you think, spoilers for Predator, whatever, um, Predator Two. But like when the whole fam comes to town, you're like, oh M."
0: And he's just like, "Who, who wants it? Who?" Who's, he doesn't who next? give a shit anymore.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, yes,
0: yes. You're the best, Danny.
1: <laughs> and put and then and also earlier when it showed like because Predator gets part of his arm chopped off like. He has a little medical kit with him. Yes. This monster is prepared. He's like
0: using plaster to like mix up with the thing. Yeah,
1: like gelatin cube things to then like become like cauterized and stuff. I love it. And Danny Love is
0: struggling on a gutter.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He climbs 18 miles of gutter. And you're just like, Danny, just go downstairs and run back up.
0: What are you doing, bro? He looks like he's about to trip. Every time he walks in that movie, and I just love that he beats up a predator. It's so much so satisfying to
1: me with the predator's own weapon, which <laughs> with is his also own cool weapon. It's so great. It's my favorite one. <laughs> a, a laugh happens.
0: Yes, uh, but um, sorry. Other things I've seen, <laughs> um, not too much more. Yeah, I, I watched uh the Fresh Prince reunion on HBO Max. Oh, how was
1: it? It was excellent. I Haven't seen it yet
0: it was like a delicious dessert after fucking a thanksgiving meal like it was so good and satisfying mm. everyone looks amazing everyone looks they so really great they really do yeah <laughs> like,
1: i've seen the trailer for it and i was like damn
0: everyone looks great mm. um everyone looks so they look their age but like hey, like almost like you have an age today and all of you are whatever so,
1: skincare routines they're using they are working fantastic who's um, the youngest who played the youngest daughter
0: uh tatiana ali
1: I had such a crush on her when I was a kid. (laughs) She's the fucking cutest. I thought she was so freaking cute.
0: And the cuteness maintains as she got older. Um, Yeah, like it's... it's, And the cast feels so wonderfully comfortable around each other. Nice. Like they seem to be like really friendly with each other and interactive. Mm. Um, The original Aunt Viv and Will Smith makeup. um, As a kid, I was like, oh, I guess they got a new Aunt Viv. Fine. Like I never really thought much more of it. years later as i grew up you know you hear you heard of what happened
1: what what exactly did happen
0: it was a situation where she had gotten pregnant um she was in like a bad relationship at the time as well
1: Mm.
0: um but in order to like you know well i need time to raise my kid (laughs) um i I can't be on the show it's like okay cool you'll work for two months and then you won't be able to work for the rest of the year Mm -hmm for us but you also can't work for anyone else oh and it's like well wait a minute i need to be able to like you know make money in other ways if i can't work because remember how
1: i just said i was having a baby and so like you need money to raise those
0: (laughs) (laughs) and network execs uh essentially were like well we're going to move forward and the one person who could have advocated for her at the time Mm -hmm. would have been the star of the show will smith right In his, he defends himself by saying, like, well, I was 21. Yeah. I was a kid. Granted, it was my show. I just didn't want to lose this thing that I had just found. And they were, like, in their third season. Fair enough. Yeah. And it was just, and then, like, they came at each other, like, in the media afterwards, as Mm. as I understand it. And it just feels like, damn, this is just, like, a big misunderstanding of two people in very different places in their lives.
1: Totally. And Uh, really, like... It's just a network of zest who could have just not been shitheads. Yeah,
0: which it seems like in general they are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, it, th- it was satisfying to see them like makeup nice. and everything. Um, some of the best like parts of that reunion special were uh, them talking about James Avery in general. Yeah. Uh, Uncle Phil, like he yeah. seemed like the best person mm. um, and like really seeming like a father figure on set um nice. will smith breaks down like you know the the, the infamous scene of like you know why yes. don't you
1: love me oh, oh. uh with his yeah. dad
0: and like he he explains like how james avery like coached him through that mm-hmm. session uh he like you know explains like you don't know, okay, say too much yeah it, it's an amazing story like damn you were that was an amazing moment mm. um and there was another cool moment that happened there um E- yeah like the James Avery stories are awesome oh they give the story of like Will Smith's audition to be on the show hmm. um, which was just like this this sounds like the most high pressure situation that you can imagine I'm sure <laughs> um, but he came through with flying colors apparently we wouldn't have the show without it without that moment taking place but it was really good nice Uh, really fun how long was it it's an hour and change okay hour 10 minutes maybe oh nice perfect um yeah hbo max is the only place you can find it as they have the exclusive american streaming rights to Mm. the fresh prince um
1: yeah it's it's really good
0: (laughs) i'm glad it happened nice um yeah
1: um two more things Mm -hmm. uh i watched uncle frank which is i think it was on amazon um it has Paul Bettany uh Sophia Lillis who was the little girl in uh it i think okay the redhead oh girl. okay yeah yeah um uh this guy Peter McDesey, uh who plays this character Wally and he totally steals the show Um, Steve Zahn, Judy Greer, Margot Martindale, Stephen Rue.
0: Margot Martindale. Oh, she's the best. (laughs) Um,
1: So it's... Paul Bettany plays um, the eldest brother in this family um, who is a gay professor who is in New York City and his family is from South Carolina um, and they don't know that he is gay.
2: Hmm.
1: And Sophia Lillis plays his niece and she... Um, goes to, eventually goes to NYU and, um, finds out that he's gay. And so then the very, um, kind of tough asshole father, Stephen Root, um, he dies. And so he has to go back to his hometown, um, and kind of confront his family and stuff and everything that happened. Um, and it's very sweet, um, is it the most original thing I've ever seen? No, but it does it well. And I like different performances. Um, and Peter McDesey, who plays Wally, he is Paul Bettany's boyfriend. And he is very funny um, and really lovely. And I loved their relationship. Um, but yeah, it was good. That sounds
0: like an excellent cast. It's um, super great cast. I like all the people involved in that. Uh, Paul mm. Bettany as an American is different. I don't think I've ever really seen that before. I forgot
1: that he was British.
0: Oh, really? Wow, that's impressive then. Okay. To me he to me he just strikes of like this is what a British man looks like. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: like
0: it's just yeah, that's that's surprising. Um Oh, this... I
1: didn't say that it was set in like the 60s. Oh, I thought it was now. Sorry. Yeah, that's also a big part of it. Okay. Yeah, I think it's the uh 50-60s, 50, uh, 50, yeah.
0: Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm um and this is on amazon prime or is this on just you rent it on amazon um i think it was
1: on amazon
0: prime okay that, i mean this is something I, I definitely want to check out i like this whole cast i like mm-hmm. the premise of this especially seeing it being set in the 1960s yeah. um it's great and yeah uh, i think that uh gosh i can i the girl from it her name i forget uh,
1: uh sophia lillis sophia lillis she's great
0: uh, she's great she's fantastic um I think she's going to have a huge career yes. in the years to come. Um, but her playing for Paul Bettany, I think, is going to be pretty cool to watch. It was
1: very... They have great chemistry. Um, you can kind of tell it seems like the whole cast probably got along very well. Um, I also... Um, it's very... Because it managed to be both very dramatic, but also have very funny moments.
0: I imagine it did have some good humor yeah. in
1: there. Um, and I think, you know, how you have a fascination with, like, the West? Mm-hmm. Um, I have a fascination with the South and cause like where they filmed it, it looked very beautiful. Mm-hmm. I feel like ever since I saw Forrest Gump, I was just like, Oh,
0: <laughs> big old willow
1: trees and all this, all this grassy fields, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and everything's so flat. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's really, it's a small, but big story. Um, a small story about a big thing in a family um and yeah, it's really touching and sweet. That's cool. I yeah,
0: yeah I had I had not the name seems familiar, but I think I might have confused it in my head with just another movie. I think that movie just Frank mm. with uh, what's his face? Fastbender. I just call him Fastbender these days. <laughs> I don't uh, even waste time on Michael. Uh. Um,
1: yeah, I seen the preview for Uncle Frank a while ago and I was really excited for it. Um so when it finally came out, I hopped on it cuz I was super interested in it it was great okay
0: that's something i definitely am going to check out um other things i've watched uh yeah the only other thing i've I've watched is uh mandalorian
1: yep same
0: um first i wrote is just like can this thing just get an emmy already like
1: what are you what
0: are you waiting for (laughs) like why doesn't this qualify as something that's entertain it's entertaining it's engaging it's accessible yeah you don't have to watch a bunch of Star Wars to figure it out. Did you watch season one? Great, welcome to season two. Like, just there's not a lot of preamble you need to, to figure out you what's going on. You don't
1: need it, but if you have it, you're like, holy shit! It,
0: it pays off hugely, I yeah. think, if you have been watching everything. Yes, but if you watched nothing, this is also a great entry point, <laughs> which is hard to do with Star Wars these days. Mm.
1: Um, Rosario Dawson.
0: Yeah, it was it was great, great to see her. Um, as i mean spoilers i guess but also uh, everyone knows yeah as a circatano like yeah she's she's fantastic as that
1: and that's such a beloved character that if you got a crappy actor it would have been really all the nerds myself included would have been like what is this garbage but she's great so it worked yeah. out perfectly
0: um there was just one moment in her fight where uh she lost the lightsaber it's like just push her in the water with your mind
1: (laughs) Jason. the number of times i will be sitting and watching any type of star wars things be it clone wars rebels etc i'm i will literally yell at television like just push him just push him with the force just do the what just why are you using this all the time i would use it all the. i'd be like oh you want the salt Push it to you. Like, like, lightsaber would be
0: like choice number three for me.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm either pushing you, I'm pulling you, or, and then the lightsaber will come out. Like, it's like this lady doesn't even have the force. No. Just push her. You're not even going to drown if she falls into the water. It will be mildly uncomfortable you can for her.
1: Sh- force, <laughs> shove her against the wall, and then stab her. Like, there are many ways to do this. I am all about just getting that lady wet. Like, just
0: <laughs> douse her with water. <laughs> um but uh <laughs> that aside i i i feel like uh every episode is kind of like a, a poker game where like okay you know what the cards in a deck look like but every episode gives you a winning hand like mm. god damn this is gonna be great like I'm, I'm gonna really enjoy this like uh in the most recent episode i think it was a very satisfying moment for people who have loved star wars since like the 70s like oh that's boba fett
1: oh that's boba fett i literally was like that slave one and like I couldn't believe I was so excited yeah
0: um a very cool moment um and yeah like they're their reusing of characters and situations to like further flesh out the world is like great yes bring this character back from season mm-hmm. one that seemingly didn't have like a conclusion or we thought they did have a conclusion like it's it's really well done i think the visual effects are on par it's with amazing. any movie that they've yes, done absolutely. <laughs> um i think that show looks really good
1: and it's not just fan service which i appreciate like there's reasons for bringing back certain characters yeah. and introducing certain characters and stuff and man who would have ever thought john favreau of all people would have been like the fucking guy to bring <laughs> this all fucking back between iron man and this stuff like john you're killing it. And you're a great cook. Congratulations.
0: Like 16, yeah, 16 years ago, if you said that the elf dude's going <laughs> to make a, Elf was fun, but he's going to make Star
1: Wars. He's going to like change Disney
0: forever. Swingers guy. <laughs> so swingers. Oh, okay. Uh, sure. <laughs> sure. And he's going to, he's going to make Iron Man relevant if you say so man whatever
2: (laughs) sure sure
0: like this guy's obviously going to die of insanity (laughs) (laughs) i'm like no like he fucking pulled it off amazingly um with both of these things especially now mandalorian um gosh the 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 most recent episode was directed by it surprised me i forgot who directed it but
1: um Uh, Latino guy. Oh, Robert Rodriguez. Yes, I was like, this is a
0: Robert Rodriguez. Like, oh, Robbie, (laughs) (laughs) look at you! (laughs) Like, it's he has a very distinct visual style, and when he makes something that isn't in that style, it's always very surprising to me. Mm. Like, whoa, you did that? Okay, not to say his visual style is bad. It's just very unique to him, Mm. and it's like I. Didn't think he did things that didn't look like these other things. So cool. Cool on you.
1: I also appreciate that. I it seems like they very um, purposely and thoughtfully brought in like a very diverse group of directors, like between mm-hmm. women and people of color and stuff. For sure. Good job, John.
0: Like I, I'm i super. I don't know. Maybe maybe this is. I mean, I hope they don't like, you know, uh, flood us with 10 different series of Star Wars things but i'm okay with it if they do (laughs) i
1: don't have i don't have a life clearly hello give me all of them
0: but i just hope that you know this opens things up a bit more for star wars like star wars is not just a live action movie thing and like some animated series like these live action shows can really be well done Mm. if the time effort and money is put into them totally yeah Hey, you know what's you know what this is? This is something with a, like a clear vision and <laughs> like kind of being helmed by one person and not like a committee of producers, executives and directors. Like it's not one person saying like this is the movie and another person saying like no, this is the movie and then the, the first person coming back and saying, "No, this is the movie." Period. I win. Yeah, that's what this is. And
1: it's also made by people who know and love it. Yes, and who are also very talented. So like that combo is solid. Yeah,
0: it's thanks real Dave nice.
1: Filoni, a giant fucking nerd. Big old nerd. You're doing it, man. hate <laughs> you. Your
0: weird cowboy hat sensibilities. It's fine. I
1: don't get the look, but I support it. Yes, because you're doing good stuff. <laughs> Keep it up. Um. The last thing I watched, I have not finished it yet. I think I watched five episodes of, um, and I'm kind of late to the game, but um, The Outsider on HBO.
0: Oh, how do you feel about that?
1: What, well, what does that look on your face mean?
0: I don't like that show at all.
1: Oh, oh no. <laughs> But go
0: on. I'll tell you my feelings about it.
1: So I'm on episode five.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm enjoying it. Okay. My concern is this seems like it should be wrapped up by episode six to eight.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Why are there 12 episodes? I'm worried because at this point, I don't know. Like, you know what's happening? Okay, I should backtrack. So it's got Jason Bateman, Ben Mendelsohn, Cynthia Erivo, Julian Nicholson, Patty Considine. And basically, there's. it starts off with this murder. Oh, gruesome murder of a little boy. And it would seem that Jason Bateman's character has uh, very clearly perpetrated this murder, and yet it is shown that he was at a different place at the same time as this murder took place, but there are eyewitnesses who are like, hey, it was this guy, and so he's arrested, and then it just kind of goes from there, and we find out that there are other murders like this, and there's this very sinister science fiction horror element um, of clearly there's some kind of, like, Spoiler alert, demon thing um, that can kind of replicate itself and take on um, the body of another person and mm-hmm. so frame them for murder. Um but at this point they figured out that Cynthia Revo's character has pretty much figured it all out for them. So I'm not, that was the end of episode five. I don't, I don't see how much else there could be to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure. Once I finished it, I didn't want to, like, spoil anything for myself. But I was like, I just want to see how many episodes there are. And when I saw 12, I went, oh, no. Yeah, Because <laughs> I don't want to sit through another seven episodes. <laughs> but so I'm enjoying it. But I am trepidatious about what, how this is all going to continue for more s- episodes.
0: Um, for me when i got to episode five i think that's when my i mentally tapped out mm-hmm. i finish it but
1: every episode feels as long as it is yeah like they are very like i i enjoy them but they some shows like freaking the mandalorian it's about i think every episode is probably 45 minutes to 50 minutes or whatever. And you're just like, oh man, it's already over. But with the outsider, you're like, oh sweet Jesus, it's over. Then go. I'm like, oh, I'm exhausted. I've just ran a marathon. I need to go lay down. Um, yeah, they're dense and dark. Yeah,
0: and my my gripe with the show um, mm. is I've got a few gripes uh, in the sense that okay, my expectation that this was uh, my expectation was that this was a, uh, a traditional true crime drama. Uh, scenario. It wasn't, which is fine. Right. It became supernatural. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Fine. Cool.
1: Stephen King. So I expected as much. Right.
0: Go with the flow. Sometimes he does, you know, very straightforward things. Sometimes True. But oftentimes, mainly he does horror-infused things. Mm-hmm. Um. But by the time we get to the fact that this is in fact a supernatural thing, yes. And all players involved are aware that it's supernatural. Yes. The response to that is so lukewarm, it is irritating. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're the world is not the fucking world anymore and you're just like okay cool well how do we Do are we gonna do you want to ride with me or (laughs) should we should all share a car together to go and see the monster like what the act like something is happening yeah um in addition to that cynthia evermore's character you put this weird character trait social tick on her yes that serves to what purpose like it doesn't equal anything no she has this weird idactic memory where she memorizes all these facts and like you know has this odd social affect
1: that does not help her investigative abilities in any way
0: yields nothing other than like you're weird and that feels unfair to that character yep. and un and unfair for that actor to have to portray like for 12 episodes <laughs>
1: good to know that it doesn't go anywhere because i was waiting for something some and it's not it i feel like a lot of things now they like to um i find it a little gross and that they they love to throw something on an autism spectrum because it makes they think that makes a character complicated or whatever But like, don't don't do that. And with this, they don't. It seems like that at first, but then it turns out that she's been tested, and like, they don't know what her deal is. Exactly.
0: It's it's not anything on the spectrum. It's not
1: anything. It's just that she's kind of socially awkward, but and she's like, like, like
0: anxious, and
1: yeah, she clearly like um, uh, is only comfortable in certain things but she also is able to do all the stuff so seemingly she's actually perfectly fine because it, it
0: doesn't feel inclusive it feels no. exploitative yes like that's how that comes off yes. to me i agree um and and just having to deal with these like factors of like the supernatural doesn't seem to bother anybody her unusual social affect adds nothing to the to the situation, the story. And then once the, 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 the cat's out of the bag, you know, Pandora's box is opened, magic or the demonic or the mm-hmm. otherworldly is real, mm-hmm. we don't even really get to see that. Like, we don't really get a confrontation with this thing. Like, it's still hidden in shadow and, like, talking to people through, like, you know, Aww. conversations with themselves. All
1: right. Well, maybe I'll just have to have... You- don't want
0: to i don't want keep... to spoil anything more i mean i might to... just
1: have you tell me what happens because if I, I
0: can't remember what happens if I have to like...
1: trudge through this and it, it doesn't feel like there's a good payoff i'm gonna be annoyed i'm already annoying because i thought there was to be some kind of payoff mm. with cynthia revo's specific set of skills that is not murdering people <laughs> it, it, it
0: doesn't really come to oh, that okay head <laughs> um, but yeah it, it it's not that i didn't like it it aggravated me yeah that's that's what that show brought me to like
1: man get out of
0: here with this
1: well i like everyone involved everyone's great but- and their performances are great but even in this most recent episode ben Mendelssohn, who is the main detective his wife in the middle of the night is visited by like a um guy who is a guy shows up in her home in the middle of the night and threatens them and she is like not that bothered she's like no honey i really need you to take this seriously but that's it yeah like Someone, your husband is a cop. Someone snuck into your home, presumably at this point she thinks he's human. Like, someone broke into your home in the middle of the night and threatened you. Why are you not freaking the fuck out? Yeah. And so I was like, okay. So now that you're saying all these things and knowing that this is going to just continue and there's not going to be much of a payoff, I'm a little annoyed.
0: And like, and you, given the history of Ben Mendelssohn's character and what yes. Jason Bateman character is suspected to have done, yes. you would think there'd be so much friction and like just like drama between them. But they yeah. throw that out the window pretty goddamn quick. <laughs> like it's I don't know. I just don't, I don't think that series overall is handled very well. I don't know what the, the source Especially material when is it's like.
1: So steeped in drama, yeah, and yet like it's so heavy. And yet, in the parts where you can really, like, let the stable doors open on that drama, it doesn't. Yeah. Which is weird. I don't know. Like... I was enjoying it because I was hoping things would be answered <laughs> in a way that I would find satisfying. But it sounds like it doesn't.
0: I don't know what to tell you to get your Supernatural Detective Show fix. Uh, but it's not here. <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's just not.
1: Okay. Well... You might have just saved me from seven more hours of drudgery (laughs) and questions. So I appreciate that at least. Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I got. That's all I really
0: have. I don't don't have anything else. Uh, I have have no more things that I've watched.
1: I mean, let's face it. I do. But like, (laughs) they can wait.
0: (laughs) You load them up, save them up for next time. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think that's all we got for right now. This
1: will probably be the last episode before the new year. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy New Year. Yeah. All the things. Happy Guanza, Happy Solstice. Ooh, solstice.
0: That's when the sun, you see. <laughs> <laughs> it hits a certain point in our celestial calendar. The winter Solstice? Yes. Mm. Um, yeah, Happy Festivus. I don't know. I uh, <laughs> forgot about Festivus. <laughs> uh, yeah. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy your holiday as much as you can. I want to Relax, try
1: to watch a bunch of stuff.
0: Yeah, if you got time off from work, enjoy it. Uh,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, check out the Instagram O oh, and our podcast. I've been pretty good about keeping up with it. Again, it's mostly handsome men. And that's all right. I mean, there's gonna be some pictures, Jason.
0: <laughs> Danny, I want to see the Danny Glover pictures. Right? I will. <laughs>
1: i'm so annoyed
0: i want to like i want to comment so hard on these photos
1: i'm gonna have to like re-rent it just to <laughs> fucking get some stills of that and i'm you know what money well spent <laughs>
0: uh, but outside of that thanks for listening guys
1: thank you bye